Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving, speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Indeed, indeed. On this Thursday edition of the Taz Show, going to talk some NXT, some sports, spitballing with it, a little baseball action, World Series, get into some of that. But first, if you want to call the show, that's a very simple process. You dial a basically an 866-475-2948. That's an 866-475-2948. And welcome to the Taz Show. Without any further ado, I want to let you guys know that the support for the Taz Show comes directly from our good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand that the home plays a very big role in your life and your family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And the best part, kids, it is simple. That's right, simple. Whether you're looking to buy your first home or your 10th, with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Like I said, it's easy. So Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. And to get started, please go rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAS. Equal housing lender. I support all 50 states. NMNLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. Yes. So... As I said, welcome to the Taz Show. We're going to talk some uh, NXT here in a second. And uh, yes, I am Taz, and I'd like to thank you guys for joining the show and uh, supporting the show like you do every day here that um, I am on air. So uh, we got video rolling today. Uh, yesterday we had a little video issue uh, because our video director, uh, Anthony, was on assignment. Um, as, I'm defribbing uh, it right now. So that's basically what happened with that. But it doesn't matter. Because he's back, uh, Anthony's in the house. Um, he basically, uh, you know, he had some issues um, that he had to deal with. Apparently, I don't want to share his business. What the hell? People might want to know, Ant. Maybe you should tell him. What is up, boss? Ah, you know, <laughs> bad of Midland. You know, just doing it. You know, just sitting out here grinding. You know, grinding, grinding out here, bro. You well, know what I'm saying? Has grinding to, out. Here. Somebody has to grind. Yeah, I know. Um, what's going on? You're back. You're 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 the you're you're the depth shot. You dropped immensely on the depth shot of the show. You missed the show. It's okay though. You know I'm an understanding guy. Uh, welcome back. It felt like you were gone forever. I have to tell you. I felt like I was gone forever. And yes, you are a very understanding person. I will say that. Peeling back the curtain. Well, do you know how many people complained and were upset that you were not on the show and there was no video? I I. Guessing it's higher than two, maybe? Lower than five? Well, maybe Dennis can tell you how many people. See, now, here's the issue. Taz worded that in a uh, peculiar manner. 
there were people complaining that there was no video. So that was that number was high. The amount of people complaining that you weren't there, that was low. That makes more sense. Yes. So you're back, <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, you two guys are back in the saddle again. A little, little dead air action. Yeah, you know, I, it was. It's been a long week. We've grinded <sighs> and we've made it over the mountaintop. All right, well, that's great. Mountaintop. That's perfect for you two guys. Jesus, unbelievable. <laughs> did you catch that, Dennis? I know you did. I mean, Jiminy Crickets. Come on, mountaintop. Uh, I know where this mountaintop Jones. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, well, because you're a you're a smart man and a gentleman, and uh, but I want to talk about though is the uh, NXT. I don't want to talk to you jobbers anymore. I just wanted to say, uh, bring you guys into the show, let you guys say what you have to say, and then we could never hear from you again the rest of the show. Um, so, what? Why is this chatter going on in the freaking gimmick chat right now? Not the gimmick chat, in the call screen chat. Did you people see what's going <laughs> just, on here? I just did. We have a uh, guest call screener extraordinaire, okay? And uh, he is Pat. You guys know Pat. Before I talk about NXT, I got to tell you people behind the curtain here a little bit. Pat, you know, it's McGroin, Pat McGroin. And, and he, there's calls on the line. And so, you know, I see some of the things that some folks want to talk about. So he put the word kayfabe in there. The actual word is in there. Now, last I checked, I've been in the wrestling business for a lot of years with a lot of wrestlers with the first name Pat. Uh, Pat Patterson, Pat Kenny, geez, Pat Tanaka. There's a ton of great talent with the first name Pat. None of them had the last name McGroin, and none of them were call screening or video or audio podcast producers for a CBS podcast platform. Dennis, you are the biz dev guy. That, why in the why why? Let me finish. Why in the fuck is this guy explaining to me in this chat what the word kayfabe means? Why? Now, uh, if I, I had to guess, I know you know the answer. It needs to be corralled. It it's be it is being corralled as we speak. That I got to be honest. He went rogue there. That's that's a rogue move. <laughs> He started explaining uh, because I saw the word in the freaking uh, in in the <laughs> explanation. He gave me the of, definition. Of, gave me the definition of what kayfabe means because I said I don't. What the hell does that mean? Kayfabe, like meaning what? Why is this in here? And then I Pat know McGoin what you goes, meant. He meant like what is the right? No, I, I classic mix-up. And and, and 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 Pat McGroin goes, isn't kayfabe the portrayal of staged events within wrestling? That is real or true? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> God. <laughs> Pat, it's been great working with you. Um, oh, that was great. Look behind me. Markology, Pat. Okay, you need to understand what that is. Talk to Dennis. He'll teach you. <laughs> My cheeks hurt what? from laughing. This is how the show Hey, Anthony. <laughs> What's up, boss? Bro. What gives over here with your boy Pat? I don't know. I saw it and I was like, whoa, what is going on? 
That's like seeing, it's like, it burnt my eyes, like my Christian eyes, to see that, that word. Dude, I, I, it, it threw me amok. I mean, I, I'm trying to do the show here. Makes you miss you Cowboy, know? huh? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> not at all, actually. No. <sighs> um, I can't believe you put the definition. <laughs> but I, I mean... I mean, I hope it, this translate via audio the disappointment I have to just start the show off. Oh it, no, it will. I mean, I, I, I don't understand. If I hope Seth, because this is Seth's, you know, Pat Seth's, you know, Pat and Seth are boys, right? So, I hope Seth hears all this. Could you imagine when he's saying that you can't do this, Pat? You can't do this. Pat Taz is a former world champion. He's won multiple titles. Also, he'll kill you. And you can't just use that word. It's sacred in the wrestling business. And you're just throwing her. Not only that, but you gave the definition. Like, he doesn't know what it means. For shame. Bad hooray. Oh, my God. Ah, surrounded behind jobbers and mocks. Welcome to the Taz Show. That's what I deal with. Mm-mm-mm. I'm a mark. Right. So, the... Um, the uh, NXT gimmick, yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed the show. I watched NXT. I thought it was a very good show. I really liked it. Um, I haven't watched NXT like full through for a couple of weeks. I've been watching Lucha Underground more. I didn't get a chance to see Lucha Underground last night, but I, you know, um, I've been watching Lucha more than I have been. But last night I watched NXT. So um, the, the the two things that jumped out to me was the battle royal with, with, with all the girls, the women uh, battle royal, and winner gets the um, fourth and final slot into the gimmick for the NXT takeover uh, four-way deal. So, but the uh, last match was actually very good, which shouldn't be a surprise to many because of, the, of you know, the talent involved with Roddy Strong and Amos. Amos is an underratedly super talented worker, and these guys had a great match. If I'm working backwards on a main event, Amos and Strong, very good main event. Uh, Selena Vega with Amos, um, who's just a tremendous talent, and she's a really nice girl. I know her. Um, I was in team. We were in TNA together. Um, she's a girl that really has got a lot of talent, and it showed last night. And if you didn't see this match, not only is it an excellent match, but watch the high spot on the outside. I think she did a Rana, and she did a Rana onto um, onto Roddy Strong. Who went going face first into the steel steps, <laughs> done by you know Amos's uh, valet in essence, her his manager, you know uh, Selena Vega. It was tremendous, and the place popped. I popped at home like, well, I didn't expect that coming. It was great shit. Roddy Strong took a great bump. He's just amazing, and uh, and uh, Miss Vega did a great job on, on the spot. Um, but the, but everything the whole everything about this match. If you didn't see NXT, just go go check it out and watch this main event. It was excellent. It was excellent. Uh, and then what they did after the match was even better. Okay, when they had the undisputed era come out there. Now, uh, Dennis, are you familiar with the undisputed era? You've been following a little bit here. You know what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I watched uh, I watched all of NXT, and then since uh, since the three undisputed era members broke in, I've been all in on their on their O'Reilly. Work. O'Reilly, Fish, and of course Adam Cole. Two of the four guys in the segment have been on the Taz show, Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. So uh, there's some information for you. But but anyway, 
Undisputed Era. Love the name. Uh, we talked about six man titles and three man, you know, uh, six man belts. This would be a great spot in NXT, but there could be a little issue with doing that in NXT, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but they, meaning Undisputed Era, were trying to court, trying to bring Roddy Strong into the fold with them. Obviously, the history with these guys and, and you know, all the years like in Ring of Honor and all that, just in the, in the independent scene. Um, these guys all fit in that same realm. They're all from that same generation. They're all just tremendous talents. If You know, the four of these guys together would be insane. Um, they handed Roddy Strong a, I think it was Adam Cole handed him a, um, like the undisputed level. Was it a wristband? Is that what he handed him? Yeah, it was like an armband. He had it up by armband. his bicep. Yeah, and... Um, I was never big into the armband stuff or like the John McEnroe stuff. That wasn't my style. Sweatband, sweatband Jones, they call that. So I was never into that. But uh, I digress. Anyway, the thing that was really good about this is something that I've talked about in the past, how WWE doesn't do this a lot. Like definitely I'm wrong SmackDown. They don't do it enough. Um, but they did it last night on NXT. When Adam Cole came out there with Undisputed Era and they were in the ring and they were talking to uh, and trying to court Roddy Strong, notice what happened. No microphone for Adam Cole. Okay, very smart. Let the handheld cameras pick up his voice. It seems more organic. It seems more real. It's um, It makes you feel more like a voyeur. makes you feel less staged. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it just, it kind of... I always bitch about that. Like, this is stuff that needs to happen more. Not every time. And in defense to, you know, Vince and company with Raw and SmackDown, they might think, you know, we need to use a regular microphone instead of doing stuff with the handheld mics pick it up just for the house because we're in a bigger building than Full Sail. That could be. Um, I don't agree with that because it would go against and contradict what the um, – the WWE brass believes in. Uh, it's all about the folks that are at home, not not the folks that are in the building, because that's the masses, the the bigger audiences at home, not in the building. But I don't know. I mean, it, it, it might just be a thing where Triple H uh, looks at it like, hey, it's, it seems more organic, more real. If uh, to my point, if you're not on a microphone all the time when you're coming out there. Undisputed Era wouldn't come out on a mic, you know, it, it, like they're kind of like this rogue group, they're kind of like, their heels and they're, you know, a faction that's slowly building and it's super talented, badass dudes and it's perfect that Adam Cole's not coming out on the microphone because that shit would just look corny, you know, so so I, I would assume Triple H and company realize that, including the Undisputed Era, so um, I liked it, I liked the whole the whole bit, um, did you, you saw the whole thing, Dennis? Whole thing, start to finish. Yes, oh, I. Wow. Um, you seem very proud of yourself. You seem very no, because like, I. Wow. Yes, I did. I saw the whole thing. Because <laughs> yeah. normally I'm normal. Now that the Yankees are eliminated, I, I don't have I don't focus as much time to baseball. Let me um, get this straight. Oh, excuse me. So, priorities. Hmm. Interesting word. So yeah, I could look at you think now. Um, you're like, oh boy, where's this going? I mean, I put well, the, because I put the Yankees on equal footing. I love, I love the Yankees, and I love, and I love working with you. So equal footing. But who pays you? A CBS, technically. You don't work for free, unless I checked. I mean, no, uh, well, but I don't. 
I don't. No, no, no. Excuse me. I'm talking. But you keep interrupting me, and I don't like this. I don't like where this show's going. My apologies. There's a lot of interruptions by you. You seem happy and peppy and bursting with joy, and it's pissing me off. So I don't want happiness here. You know that. All right. So have you not read the dirt sheets from 15 years ago? Taz is miserable. Maybe 20 years ago. Have you not heard the scuttlebutt? But you treat me like angry. an asshole. Have you not heard this, sir? So the thing is, I don't pay you. CBS pays you to do a job, and yet you just basically said on air, the Yankees are more important than the Taz show. You said that. Not more important. Equally. But you implied it, and it's very disappointing. And and you are disappointing. So make your point, and then you're done talking. Okay, sir, what did you think about this segment with the Undisputed Ever? It's an awesome segment because Roddy's this um, this ultra-likable guy, and he plays up the uh, the really good guy, the family man, and the Undisputed you don't Era. Want to say, you want to say baby face so bad, <laughs> you just can't do it. I do, you? and I blanked on what's the... What's the That's right. Oh, Happy Jack. Happy Jack. I flanked on the word. Happy I was trying. I absolutely did. <laughs> I can tell. You're like, he's an ultra good guy. Oh, oh man, God. I completely oh, blanked on the word. <laughs> All right. So he is this Happy Jack. And going to dispute it error, obviously, or not, they're certainly Madoffs. So for them to come in and, and corner, like, you think when they corner him, it's going to be a beatdown. That continues. And. Cole's just got this weaselly, like, slick back hair. He looks like a used car salesman, like, really shifty shiftiness about him. And he just kind of takes off the armband. He hands it to him. And you can tell Roddy, like, it was good. It was good psychological. Like, he's really. I, I feel, I feel, I feel like this might have been a ditto moment for you, to be honest with you. Ditto. I think this might have been. Hey, you familiar with the ditto? You weren't, you didn't work yesterday, so you don't know about this, right? I, I I guess it's when Dennis regurgitates what you just said. So instead of regurgitating it, he should just say ditto. Boom. There it is. On that note, uh, let's go out to uh, Strong Island and uh, let's uh, let's speak to Glenn. Glenn, sir, you are on the Taz Show. How are you? How you doing, Taz? First time calling. Good, I just, I, I've oh. listened to you for a few weeks now. I just started because uh, I, I just got the podcast app, so thank you. Uh, I just had a uh, Wanted to hear your take on, um, I don't know if you remember when they brought Del Rio back, uh, when he beat uh, Cena for the uh, U.S. champ. I don't know, I think that was like a year or two ago. Okay, I know yeah, I vaguely remember. It's tough to remember everything. First of all, thanks for being a first-time caller. That's cool. Okay, continue. From what I understood, the purpose of bringing him back, because I know he left the first time, you know, not on a great note, but they brought him back because they wanted that Hispanic star. I'm a big fan of Andrade down at NXT, and I was just... Uh, Curious if you think he has that uh, ability to be that Hispanic star they're looking for. Because I know I know they <laughs> they have Kalisto, but I just don't think he has no, what Ray had. He know? doesn't. No, Kalisto. Main reason why he doesn't, and for the most part, is the mask. Okay, and not only that, he's delivering a promo. Now, Rey Mysterio wore, wore a mask for years and had ultra success in WWE. It was undersized, just like Kalisto. But uh, Ray was able to connect to the audience better, even though he was wearing a mask. And in his promo work and just the feel of Ray, Ray was a bigger star, let's be honest, than, than, yeah. than Kalisto. He was a bigger star because of what he did in WCW, segued into WWF, into WWE at that time, and all that jazz. Now, but I'll tell you this, Glenn. It's funny you mentioned this about, about Amos because I was watching him last night. Now, I, you know, in the past, dude, I watched him on NXT. And I knew he was a super really good worker in the ring. I could tell. But there was something missing for me. And now I think what Selena, 
Vega being with him and just his, he's got more confidence, not just because of her. I think because they're pushing him more and watching him. I want, dude, I want you to watch this, Glenn. When you watch, if you watch the match back, watch him, meaning uh, Amos, when he, before the match even starts, how he looks around. Just look at his face, his facial expressions. It's it's a it, it's hard to explain unless you've lived this, I guess. I don't want to be like that, but I, I got to be honest. He he's got a look. He's got a money look. He he uh, something changed about him. And so to answer your question in long form, yeah, yeah, I think that he can be for sure that that huge big uh, Hispanic star if that's what they're looking for. Um, I I don't know, man. Um, he's got size. He's got a great physical look. I think he's a third-generation wrestler. He can work his ass off in the ring. Um, and and I think Selena Vega brings something completely different to the table than all the other females on the roster. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, totally. In long form, I, I definitely think he could be that guy. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, so do I. I just have one more quick question. Um, yeah. What is your – because I know in NXT – I'm a big fan of NXT. Um, I notice a lot – especially the past few years, uh, it's like time, I guess you can say. A lot of the guys they're putting the strap on, and a guy well-deserved in my opinion, but a lot of the guys you'll see like Balor, Nakamura, Boots. And let, me, let me stop, Glenn. Let me stop, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Let me stop. Let, let's talk, you and me, Glenn. We'll talk to two New Yorkers, right? So listen, so I know you're, new, you're newer to the show. Look, I got to tell you, I'm a, I get a little anal about some things, bro. Um, and I think my producer, Dennis, can help you with that. Dennis, and now this is going to be picky, Glenn, but you're going to have to bear with me, brother, okay? So, yeah, no so Dennis, maybe explain to Glenn, maybe explain to Glenn a little bit of my issues. Explain that to him, please. Uh, I'm not 100% on the issues. Was it because he used belt? Well, he said strap. I'll Stra- yeah, but, yeah, that's what it was. We don't do that. So we, we, we have to be careful of that, Glenn, because I'm, I'm old. I'm a new school guy, but I'm old school at the same time. And like when I, I hear those type words, the inside terms, it kind of gets me a little, you know, I'm trying to do this thing, Glenn, where I created a, a language for the fans called Markology. And and it's actually pretty entertaining and funny. And it's it's a work in progress. This is something that's going to go on for years. But for shits and giggles, continue with your point. You talked about the strap. Let's call it a title or championship. Continue, Glenn. Championship. You got it. You got it. The champ, they, they, they win the championship. And I'm just curious if they – they will have faith in one of their homegrown guys any anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like a guy like Corbin. Corbin never won a championship down at NXT, and you have a guy like Drew McIntyre. Again, I think Drew McIntyre is great. But he came in, he was in for only a few months, and he won the championship. Over, Obviously, he has that star power. They need a homegrown guy with star power, but I don't think I'm seeing that in NXT. So you have... Guys like McIntyre and Cole come in, and, and automatically, I know people are saying, "Oh, Cole's Cole's going to get the shot next." Cole, but now you have Andrade, which I think is great. And I know Andrade's not a homegrown guy. I know he's a third-generation wrestler. He's been wrestling since he was thirteen, but right. he didn't come in with that same star power. So I, I think he's yeah, but but, but neither, I, I know you says. I, I just want to make sure I understand you. But like Drew McIntyre uh, uh, and, and definitely Adam Cole, like Adam Cole's not a homegrown guy. Neither is Roddy Strong. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Um, what I mean oh, is oh, a guy like... A okay, guy like so Corbin. just so I understand, I, I got hung up on the thing with the strap. So just so I understand what you're saying, dude. So you're, uh, are you saying to me that they should uh, they should be putting a title on guys that are homegrown? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I don't think, I don't think they necessarily should or have to. I just think, I'm just curious if, if they're going to, you know, 
you have a guy like Lars Sullivan seems to be a homegrown guy that's coming up uh, soon. Okay. I, I love I, him. He has I love that guy. Love star power. But uh, I'm just curious if a guy like that will have a shot, you know? Um, Lars Sullivan, well, I, I, I think down the road, I lo- I'm a big fan of Lars Sullivan. Um, I think part of the thing, and stay with me here, Glenn, uh, Glenn just hang on a minute. I think yeah. part of the deal is here, from my perspective, I think a lot of these guys that are not homegrown are are just, they're more groomed, they're better. And, and, and that's why you'll see a guy like Bobby Roode or Shinsuke Nakamura or Finn Balor or, 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 you know, guys who hold these titles for NXT for a long time, you know, or Asuka from the female side, because they, they, they came into the industry years ago and broke in not under the WWE banner. They're better. Now, I don't think you're arguing that. Um, no, no, I'm not arguing that whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you would you would like to see uh, some of the younger, uh, homegrown guys get that type of push, correct? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say title push, but I would say, you know, put a push behind them, which would enable a guy to step up to get that star power that, that these guys who are coming in have already coming in the door. It's hard to do, man. The Glenn, I, I hear know. what you're saying, bro, but that's... That's hard to do because you're trying to match it. Thank you for calling, Glenn. You're trying to match, um, and I, I know you didn't say this, but I'm just just for conversation purposes. It's like you would be, you would be, not you in particular, but someone would be trying to match NXT. You know the um, the years of experience that you get wrestling for so many different promotions and training under somebody else, uh, as opposed to someone who's homegrown who is limited to the experience that they're given. You know, it, it, that, that's been my biggest gripe, and, and, and Glenn, great call, but th- th- this is not what you were talking about, but this is something that, that makes me feel like I need to say this again, and I'll keep saying it down the road again, too. This is why WWE needs to really figure out their training process with wrestlers, especially young, young wrestlers, because you cannot have everybody training under the same two, three, four people uh, down in Orlando learning how to do this profession. That, 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 that's not a good way to have the future of our business be. It's just, it's not. You need to pull guys and girls in from other promotions because that's truly what the business is about, having a bunch of wrestlers, a bunch of talent from a, a potpourri of different training styles, wrestling styles uh, from different countries, obviously. Um, but but the trainers, the actual wrestling trainers are important. Who's training these people? You know, and what experience do you have besides just getting an opportunity because you look great in a tank top to get a contract in NXT or WWE or whatever or performance, whatever the hell they call it? You know that 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 it, it never was like that. It, and, and I'm not one of these bitter old timers. I'm not saying that it should that that part should change. But what I'm saying is, I think the the perfect fix is you, you got to have other training facilities throughout the country or world and let some people run these things that are not under the same eyeballs. Triple H has a great vision of young talent. There's no doubt about it. I would never dispute that, and, and, and I respect him as a, a fellow wrestler from my generation. No doubt. I'm, I, I absolutely do. Do I agree with everything he does creatively? No, I don't. But, you know, that's fine. That's just my, my opinion. But the thing is, I do think that He's got a good eye for for bringing up young talent, but I do think that he's got to like let go a little bit and and let just like he learned from someone else and I learned from someone else and 
you know, that guy learned from someone else and that girl learned from someone else and our generation, we from all these different, different trainers and different upbringings. Now, part of the issue is too, and then I got to go to break. This is a whole nother topic, but part of the issue is, you know, <laughs> I'm just being blunt. There's not a lot of strong, credible places to train to be a professional wrestler anymore. In my opinion, you got a lot of of guys that are, are are that never been to the dance, or you know that that are training guys, and I don't understand that. You know, if I want to become a great artist, uh, an oil painter, you know, uh, and I want to be awesome, you know, at this, uh, am I going to pay money to a guy who, you know, the highest he went was painting pictures at his high school? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, maybe that's a bad analogy, but I think you get my drift. I mean, you, know, you want to go to someone who's been to the dance, and I, and I'm not going to sit here and name names, but I do think that you got to make sure the business has to, as a whole, make sure guys are uh, coming up. And, and WWE has this responsibility. They're the hood ornament of the industry. You got to make sure you got guys and girls that are learning under the right people. And yeah, you can't control all that, but you know, and I'm not saying that there are not some trainers that are, that haven't been to the dance that aren't good trainers and break out good guys. But a lot of that is just, they got lucky to get some guy that was a good athlete and that had a good aptitude and picked the business up quick. So that happens too. I, I believe in, you know, um, if, if I want to learn how to drive a car, I'm not going to go to a driving school where uh, the driver has a learner's permit or one year experience driving. You know what I mean? Bad example, but I think you get my drift, you know? So uh, that's, I think part of the issue too. And, and watching NXT sometimes with some of the newer talent, everyone works the same way. They some they all look different than each other, which is great, and they all work hard. They all they all de get getting taught to work hard, but everybody and I'm exaggerating when I say everybody. I don't mean everybody, but the overview of their in ring style is the same. The matches are laid out the same. The physicality is the same. You know, no one else talks about this publicly. I am. You know, and if Triple H hears it, so be it. I don't care. I'm just being honest. It's my perspective, which I've earned. <laughs> so, and I'll preach it, and I get paid to say it. So that's the deal. On that note, I got to go to break. Other side of break, I'll talk a little about this uh, NXT Women's Battle Royal I did last night. Uh, we'll talk some football, uh, talk a little baseball. It's a, it's a Thursday edition of the Taz Show, kids. Uh, be here till 10 a.m. Eastern. We'll do some Facebook Live in a little while, too, bitches. All right, stay, sit, uh, sit tight there. We'll break. Star Trek, one of the most iconic and influential global television franchise, returns 50 years after it first premiered with Star Trek Discovery. The CBS All Access original series features a new ship, new characters, and new history, while embracing the same ideology and hope for the future that, the, that inspired a generation of dreamers and doers. Star Trek Discovery is now streaming exclusively on CBS All Access with new episodes landing every single Sunday across devices at 8.30 a.m., 5.30 Pacific. I'm sorry, I said 8.30 a.m., I meant 8.30 Eastern, 5.30 Pacific. I don't make many errors, but that one was. Start your free trial right now, kids, at cbs.com slash Star Trek. That's cbs.com slash Star Trek. And as you notice how flawless I recovered from that error. Seamless would be the word I would use. 
Ivory Jones, that's how it's done. Okay, I bring it, I bring the wood, this is why I win awards. I don't mess things up, sometimes I do, and then we act like I didn't. That's how this goes. So I was talking to NXT, and uh, rocking and rolling with that, got into some uh, diatribe on that. Uh, so this this whole deal with the, um, oh, by the way, we'll be on Facebook Live, by the way, at uh, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Okay, so all you entitled people that listen, I'm sorry, watch the show on Facebook, that'll be at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. And that will happen 9.30 a.m. Eastern at uh, the Gimmick Schneebitz Fern and Burnham. You know what that is. Okay. We understand that. So before I talk a little more about this NXT show and uh, and some spitball with sports, uh, some more behind-the-scenes jargon. Apparently, Pat McGroin was upset, and you and Anthony had to help him. Correct, sir? Yeah, Pat. Uh, so we went in during the break just to, just to explain to Pat. Hey, Pat, you know. We appreciate you helping out, first off, uh, but got to stay away from the K-word. And he's I, I didn't know. I didn't know. It was an honest mistake. Mm. I said, yeah, look, that is an honest mistake, but Taz isn't – use that word, and he's coming for blood. He's gonna, you, As you put it, you're squarely in the crosshairs. Look out now. And I told him, I said, uh, I, said I think he's yeah. joking with you. I think – yeah, it's, I'm not sure if I'm joking with him, to be honest with you. I, I'm not uh, either. I'm not even sure, to be frank, and I'm not even frank. But, uh, yeah, Pat uh, will never be on the Taz show again. So he's done. Um, that's really it. And, and stop thanking him. He gets paid, okay? Stop. He's Seth's buddy. Everybody knows that. It's the worst-kept secret in CBS. I don't have that's any bodies. Boy. He's always hanging out, drinking beers, mugs of beer with Pat. Come on, Muggsy. He calls him Muggsy. Hey, Muggsy. Wheels and Muggsy. Let's get to the pub. Ah, <laughs> there it is, bitches. Uh, yeah. A pint of Guinness <laughs> for Mr. McGroin. <laughs> the hell with pimento. Down with pimento. So, um, anyway. So that's the deal. So uh, this they did this uh, battle roll yesterday, which had the final slot for the, uh, this, this fatal, uh, it's a fatal four way to do that takeover, correct? Correct. It's a fatal yeah. And, um, it's, I'll tell you what, it's, uh, I, I like the way they're booking this whole thing where they're, they're making everything, they made everything with this mean something. Making talent and character decisions, earn things, which is a good thing. And and that's what they did here, where I, I think every person, every girl so far, now there's, all, there's four, because Nikki Cross won the Battle Royale, okay? So, uh, um, I believe each girl earned each slot, right? No one, right? Carrie Sane got it because I guess she went deep into the May Young uh, tournament, correct? I think that's how it worked. She won the May Young, so oh, she, she won my bet. She did. So win. Regal right. was like, "All right, you're you're the first entrant." So she that that was her opportunity. So that was earned. Then they had two uh, two triple threat matches. That's right. That's right. That's right. Peyton Royce won one, Peyton. and Ember Moon won the other, and then the Battle Royal last night. Peyton Royce is money. I've been saying this that I, I, I about her, like her look and everything about her. Like uh, a while back, I was saying she needed to kind of work on her in-ring abilities and, and and like facial expression. She's got that down. She's got that down. Now she didn't wrestle last night. She was in the corner of uh, her BFF, as they call it, the Billy Kay, who was one of the final um, four competitors in the Battle Royal, I believe. It came down uh, to, which, uh, by the way, this is an excellent battle royal. I really enjoyed it. I tweeted about it. 
the final four came down to uh, Nikki Cross, uh, Bianca Blair, Billy Kay, and Mercedes Martinez, I believe. I think that was the final four. Now, they had some other uh, girls in there that, that are tremendous talents that, that I don't know if they're signed yet with WWE, but they've been working and they're kind of hot commodities on the independent scene. Like, obviously, Candice LeRae. Uh, this girl, Lacey Evans, though, I think she works directly for WWE. She's good. She's a tall girl. I think she's very good. Uh, Vanessa Bourne, I think, is a really good talent that that, that has a big-time future. Santana, Santana Garrett, I've always talked highly about Santana. I think she's tremendous also. Uh, a couple of the girls I wasn't too familiar with. Um, I'm just spitballing some of the names that that I of, of the girls that I know. I've seen work enough um, and believe that they're, they're legitimate talents right now. But it don't matter. All, all the girls, I thought it was great. Not to sound cliche, but I really thought they all worked hard and did really good, did really well. Um, the only thing <coughs> excuse me pardon me um, the only thing that I thought was like when this thing was getting ready to start was it kind of is going to be I'm thinking oh geez this is going to be a little predictable it's going to come down to like Nikki Cross and Billy Kay because that's the money's invested in them Nikki Cross is getting big big push with the sanity gimmick and all that and she's great I, I love Nikki Cross no doubt, no doubt. um this girl, Bianca Blair, I would not have had a problem if she would have won. I know why they didn't do it, because this is for a slot at NXT TakeOver. They need to draw money. They need to draw an audience. So, obviously, money's in Nikki or Billy, so they went with, with Nikki. I, I'm not throwing a flag on that, but this girl, Bianca Blair, uh, this girl, she's a big, muscular girl, and they did some spots. I think it was with her and Billy Kay with Bianca. Has like this long ass ponytail, like this long, I don't know if it's extensions or what it is, but this long hair gimmick. And Billy Kay was gonna get eliminated over the top rope. If you guys didn't see this, it's a pretty cool spot. <laughs> and um she hung on to Bianca's hair. Not to be like almost like a rope. It was, it was did you see this, Dennis? Yes, <clears throat> I did. I uh I remember I, I saw her for the first time a couple episodes ago, Bianca Blair, and she used it. Like she whipped the, I forgot her opponent, but she whipped her then. And I was watching with my buddy. We were like, what the hell? And then again, whipped, last night. She whipped her with the hair. That's fierce. Yeah. I, I now see you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what goes on. Like in, with, when you got the hair beard and, and I, I could see <clears throat> you're big into the hair whipping thing. Like just, just running around at the circus, uh, throwing your hair at people. I, you should seem a little freaky, you know, I, I you know, maybe wah, even. Kind of what I'm thinking. I don't know, but I think you just kind of tried to make like a sexy face. I don't know why you just did that. That was a little awkward. Uh, and did you see this? Like he did like a suave bola look. What was that? I feel like I have to take a shower after that look. Jesus. And you're a guy who has intercourse in a dumpster. So. Oh um, Jesus. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, back, Ant. <laughs> He goes, whoa. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. And it's great. <laughs> so I, I I like Bianca Blair. I think she's really good. I think she's got a, a great look, tremendous ability. She's still, you know, still got to get a little better, but she's not far off. This girl is money, man. I mean, she's money. Um, and and I think the WWE and, and Triple H and stuff over there down in NXT they they believe it because they wouldn't have had to go this this deep into the tournament I mean to the Battle Royal. Um, Mercedes Martinez, a veteran, you know, uh, her work is so strong. 
Uh, she's been been in the industry a lot of years, and she she looks great. She works great. You, you know, she's credible. You know, that's the key with her. Um, you know, I, I I liked the battle roll. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it. If you didn't watch it, I'd say go watch it. Go watch it on the on the on their uh, WWE Network. There, Nikki wins, and um, it was cool. I liked it all the way through. So this should be a good match uh, come Houston, and it's a Houston, right? NXT take takeover. Correct. Is that yes. Houston? It should be good. I think this will be good. So it's uh, Ember Moon. They had them at the end of the gimmick. Ember Moon came out, and I don't remember the order. Uh, all four girls. Uh, Kara Shane came out. Uh, pirate Jones girl. She had the pirate. She's got the, that, the Disney World music. That jacket. She. I want that jacket so bad. I just want you and Anthony to wear the jacket and the hat. And um, she's got like the she's Buy a she's, hat. A, she's a Japanese female who's a pirate. Um, so it's, it's interesting. Um, uh, I mean, nothing against pirates, but, but, um, <laughs> no, it's just a little odd. And, and she's got this music that it just sounds like, like if you're at Epcot center, you know, like you're, 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 you know, <laughs> like this, 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 this orchestra, you know what I mean? That, that is, seems more, like this, that didn't have an Epcot feel that had a night at the night at the opera. Da, da, da. It's not that. It's it's definitely Epcot. It's definitely. Oh, do you want to go to France or do you want to go to Italy? Uh, let's go. Let's go what's, on the. What's that called? The. The World Center. Or yeah, something like yeah. That. <laughs> it's a small world. Yeah, it's no, not that. Small. Do you want to go? Hey, do you want to go to France? We'll go on a flume ride, and then you're waiting online for the France flume ride ride, and <clears throat> and it's like you hear this music, like this. That sounds like this girl's ring music. It, it, if you listen to this music, I'm telling you, they hacked it. Well, they're down in Orlando. They just went to they went to Disney and got it. Universal there with a recorder. Eat. Just all right, yeah, good. Uh, just play it back. It's just they're shazamming it. All right, boom, got it. <laughs> Triple H is online for the flume at, at, at Epcot. He's like, all right, Steph, give me your that app. I want to I want to shazam this Mickey song. Mouse ears on. Yeah, this is great for Carrie. Hold on, let me shazam. Steph, give me the give me the phone with the app. Right, boom, and he hits it. Shazam, got it. Ah, it's all about Shazam. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I think that joke went over people's head. Uh, let's go to Hanover, wherever that is. Uh, Ryan, you're on the Taz Show. Where's Hanover, sir? Hey, how you doing, Taz? It's the first time calling, man. Um, What's up? Hey, bro, 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 where Hanover? Like, because my call screener, Pat McGroin, did Pennsylvania. Where's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Hanover, Pennsylvania. Got you. Got you, bro. Talk to me. All right. I apologize if I use the wrong terminology that you don't like, man. I apologize for that. But um, don't, my, don't. my question, okay, my question to you is, is, is a, I've, I've been listening to this for a long time, and it's about the curtain call, and I'm sorry for going off, off, you know, subject with you guys, but I always thought that the curtain call didn't kill it. I always felt as though that, uh, because the reason why I say I didn't feel the curtain call killed it is because when Scott Hall came into the WCW, it worked, and it was over, and it got over because they once thought that the WWE was invading WCW, and I always felt like what really killed it was the Montreal Screwjob, because after that, Bret Hart kind of came out and was talking about how it happened and everything else. I don't, I mean, what is your take? I want to get a professional's take on it, because I've always disagreed with what everyone else was saying. Well, you know, it is right. Like, that, that during that era of the wrestling business, right, I got to tell you, as a wrestler, it was a great time, to be frank, to be in the business, and I bet as a fan, it was a great time, because wasn't it just like cool? Like there was some cool stuff going on. You know what I mean? Like wasn't it like just better than now? I hate to be like that, oh, but yeah. I put it. I, I totally agree with you. 
Man, I gotta lower you up, close your window, bro. I couldn't hear what you're saying. You got something going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm working outside. Oh, no problem. Repeat what you said. I said I totally agree with you. What you're saying about about that time and era. It was a very great era. It really was. You know, it was. So. <clears throat> and you know, <clears throat> during that era, Ryan, <clears throat> a lot of things were done. Uh, how do I word this? To to spark. You know, to get buzz because there was no power of social media, no power of the internet. You know, uh, only you know, yeah, there was TV for wrestling, but it, you know, it 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 um, there was no internet streaming wrestling where so there was less penetration of the business. So you had to, companies had to do things, wrestlers had to do things that were definitely off script because the scripts were very loose for all companies. There was no hardcore script. You know, so you needed to have guys and girls that can ad lib and wing it. You know what I mean? And and Ryan, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I, to me, <clears throat> it was a great time. And and I know what you're saying. Like, and, and definitely guys like the NWO, like Scott Hall and <clears throat> obviously Bret Hart and, and Kevin Nash and <clears throat> that whole crew and everything that happened. NWO, once that got into WCW, and then, you know, all that stuff were was great stuff. And obviously during that same era, we were doing our ECW thing. So, there was a lot of cool stuff going on. Brett Hart, like you, I think you mentioned, Brett. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know if did I, am I answering this gentleman's question? Is he gone, Dennis? Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone, right? He's gone, and uh, I think you're doing a a good job answering it. Um, I think I what helps. I, I think what helped the '90s was that. You know, hold on, hold on. You know what it is, dude? I he had he's working outdoors, and I respect the guy Cormelis working. So I couldn't, I, I was hard to hear a lot of these. I heard him say, was he saying current call? He was talking, <laughs> I I talked to him in the break. He was the guy, he was actually the guy that sparked the uh, the Pat McGroin issue. Oh. Um, so I asked him, I said, don't use the K word or call it the K word. And he was like, all right. So I he was like hesitant to do that. So his question was, it was about the death of the K-word, quote-unquote, and he thought oh. a lot of people think that the curtain call was the death of it, and he was saying, no, he didn't think that was that bad because when, when Hall and Nash went to WCW, they <laughs> used that invasion angle where it was like, oh, WWE is invading WCW. Yeah. He thought I it was more... I couldn't hear him. I, I didn't... All right. So basically, he was saying the curtain call, Hall, that he was asking me if that was the death of k if that was the beginning of k like the death of k correct? correct? Yes. No, to answer him, what was his name was Ryan, this gentleman, I believe, right? Ryan, no, it, it wasn't. In my professional opinion, no. Uh, <laughs> Kayfabe's around a little bit still, a little bit. It, it is around a little bit. It, it's mostly gone, and it's mostly gone because of, you know, one word or two, either internet or social media. I mean, that, that, that helped kill it, for sure. Some could want to blame Vince McMahon. I don't blame Vince McMahon. Um <clears throat> I don't blame any wrestling company. Um, I don't know at all. You still can work the audience, and and that and and you could you could you can and and, and WWE's done that a little bit <clears throat> as of recent. You can still work the audience. You know why? <laughs> Excuse me. You know why? That was a good one. That was that was bad. You know why? Too much coffee. The reason why you could still work the audience, this is now, now mark this date mark. What do you call it? When you mark something with a pin, when you pin it, what do you call that? You pin it? What you, is that? You can pin it. You can timestamp it. There's a, a uh, timestamp is the word, sir. Timestamp. Okay. Timestamp this. The reason why uh, you can work the audience still in wrestling is simple. They want to be worked. That's why. 
That's what fans want, and that's what makes wrestling fans great. They want to be entertained. They want to be worked. And that 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 door's wide open for you to be creative, no matter who the company is or the promoter or the wrestler or the promo guy, whatever, to be creative enough to work them and keep kayfabe alive. And doing stuff where your talent is in a rivalry uh, with each other and then they're on social media being best buddies or in a gym training or driving together or renting a car together just so they could get a lot of retweets uh, is that doesn't help kayfabe. <laughs> um, but, you know, having your talent go on social media and say, hey, Raw, we're the top dogs. We're going to kick your ass. Uh, we're tired of this, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's an attempt at keeping kayfabe alive, but it seems like a work because it's forced I don't know if this makes sense to a lot of people. I know it makes sense to me. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think kayfabe's dead. I don't think kayfabe will ever be dead. As long as there's wrestling fans, kayfabe will be alive. That's how I look at it. You know, and if you think about what I just said, uh, maybe because I feel like I'm right because I'm saying it, but I've thought about this a lot for years. I don't think kayfabe's dead. I mean, you know, I, because as long as there's wrestling fans, kayfabe is alive. That's how I look at it. As long as you keep it alive. What else is alive is my good friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans because they support the Taz Show. They understand that the home plays a big role in your life and family. That's why they created Rocket Mortgage, guys. Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And guess what? It's simple. Okay, whether you're looking to buy your first home or you're on your 10th, it doesn't matter. With Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that basically gives you the confidence to make a very informed, secure decision for you and your family. Okay, Rocket Mortgage by Quicker Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently. To get started, please do this. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS. Consumeraccess.org. Number 3030. On that note, uh, one hour down, one hour to go. We're going to go to break. Other side of break, we'll do a little spitballing with sports. We'll take some phone calls. We have the Facebook Live at 9.30, not 9 a.m. I don't know why I'm plugging it now, but this is the Taz Show, and it's a Thursday edition. Sit tight. Got a little, uh, little NFL action tonight. Hope the Dolphins don't win as a Bills fan. But I'll tell you what, what, right now, the best part is you don't have to miss a second of the NFL on CBS because you can stream your live local games each week on CBS All Access. Oh, yeah, that's right. Your local NFL on CBS games are streaming live on CBS All Access. Start your free trial right now at cbs.com slash NFL. Check this out. CBS All Access also includes number one hit shows, classics, movies, and original series like Star Trek Discovery. Anytime, anywhere, you can rock and roll with CBS All Access. You can also stream your live local CBS broadcast for news, special events, and other sporting events, and much more. So please, start your free trial now at cbs.com slash NFL. Yeah, you're right. That's right. So uh, that's big. Got a lot of, lot of football coming up this weekend. I'm worried about my bills. We have a big uh, bout 
up in Buffalo against the Oakland Raiders. Marshawn Lynch will not be playing because he decided to run on the field and basically get involved with a fight when he wasn't even in the game, and he pushed the referee. I think I discussed this last week. So he's suspended. That's a good thing for us. Uh, they got a two-back system. They got number 30. I always forget the guy's name, but he's pretty effing good. So we got to watch that guy. And uh, we got the, what's his name's coming back? Uh, a Khalil Mack coming back to Buffalo. He used to be a Bill, legit linebacker, number 52, runs amok, beats the shit out of people on the field. There's the analysis they're looking for, Dennis, right there. Hard hitting. Damn right, son. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll get into some more NFL chatter maybe later. There might not be a show tomorrow. I don't know if people realize that, Dennis. There might not be a Taz show tomorrow. I don't think people realize that because we didn't realize that. That's right. Uh, I told you. They're getting rid of him. I knew it. Yep, it's over. They keep bumping him. Oh, that's right, Susie. They keep bumping him. Now, nope, Susie, I know. We love the Taz show, but he's done. Who is this fucking Susie, by the way? Is she Southern, too? Because I, I got a Southern. I got a, I can do a Southern Belle real well. Well, then I, I'll be, you know, I could be uh, John Jimmy and uh, from... I'll be John Jimmy from, uh, I guess I do my Texas accent, Texas accent. I'll be John Jimmy, okay. John Jimmy and, uh, John Jimmy and, um, <clears throat> and Susie in El Paso. He's in El Paso, uh, all the way down, way down. No, he's in Amarillo. John, J John, J John Jimmy. He's friends with the great Terry Funk in Amarillo. <laughs> and, uh, John Jimmy, <clears throat> he said, ah, not damn Susie. Ah, damn it. Hot damn. Told you that damn Taz show, that Sam, that, that Yankee up there, that little short shit. I told you. There, that CBS don't like that son of a bitch because he talks too much shit. That's right. So now we're down here in Amarillo. We can't hear the Taz show because they're getting rid of his ass. That's right, Susie. I know you're my wife. I know you're my lover, but they're getting rid of him. Now, John, Jimmy, don't you get your panties all hot and bothered. You'll be just fine. Taz is still running the game. You know that. Why don't you sit your fine butt down and have a sarsaparilla? On that note, uh, speaking of Texas, let's speak to Christian in Texas. Oh, you were on the Taz show. Uh, how can I help you, buddy? Hey, guys. Good Texas accent. That was pretty good. That's pretty good, right? That was awesome. <laughs> What's going on, man? What's up? Hey, I want to talk about uh, Lonzo Ball, and he's struggling. <laughs> I don't yeah, know well, he is that. struggling. And it's because this old man, he's got the, you know, the, the old man put a target on him, bro. I know. I like Dude, if I was on the ball, I would have told my dad this. Look, you're proud of me. I get it. Thank you. I'm glad you're here to support me. But please. I know. Just, just, uh, just stop. Just stop being on TV. Just go home. Sit down. Watch me play. And if I do bad, hey, help me out. Help me out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I do know what you mean, Christian. And you're not wrong. And that's the problem. Sometimes parents, we call it helicopter dads, helicopter moms where they're always around their kids playing sports. I, you know, it, it's hard not to do that sometimes, especially when your kids are younger, because, you know, I always kept an eye closely on my son as a young athlete. And thank you for calling, Christian. I kept an eye on him as a young athlete because I didn't want him around the, the improper coaching where he's getting bad habits as a young athlete. So when he played football, I made sure I coached him, and I was one of the coaches. I wasn't the head coach, just to make sure that he wasn't getting some, you know, you know, uh, 
John Jimmy is the head coach of the, the eight-year-old team, and he's a plumber, and he never played football in his life. And he's teaching my kid bad habits and your kid. So you got to be careful that when they're little. But when they get older, I mean, this guy was at UCLA, LeVar Ball, and the father's all over him, and big hype Jones. It's like the father's a, a, a louder-than-life, larger-than-life personality, and he's annoying as shit. And it, it's like, you know, he just puts a target on the kid. And then the younger one, too. They got like, I think they got like a Facebook show too. They got like this whole reality show. They got all this shit. And it's like, you know, let the kid go. And it's hard enough to to dominate amongst some of the greatest athletes in the world in something called the NBA. Like, really, dude? Seriously, stop. Just go away. You, you, you know? The best was when he said that his kid's going to be better than Michael Jordan. Or he is better. Didn't he say that? Or he's better than Michael Jordan? What did he say? Was something like that. Uh, LeVar is just. At, at first, it was funny because. You know, he's this quote machine, and now it's like, all right, we get. I, stick, I do right? I, honestly. Oh, I, I never thought it was funny. I mean, I don't like the guy, the old man. I, I say, go in the fucking corner, mind your business, let your kid play, just shut up. I mean, I know it, it's hard as a hard, but shut your mouth, dude. You know what I mean? It's putting Lonzo in such a tough position because every single night he's getting the best from his opponents. Because it's like, dude, your dad's an idiot. I'm gonna shut you up. Like they're they're equating they're equating the two together, and it's like, no, nah, let like. Let the kid be the kid, but the problem is the dad runs the mouth, so it's like, all right, I'm going to shut this kid up just because his father's a, right. a moron. See, that was good by you. That was not a ditto moment. So that was good. You actually had an original thought. That's Okay, this week so far, you got one. Good job. So, Oh, my stars. Sarsaparilla is your new shirt. That's I funny. knew you would like Sarsaparilla. My God, that was money. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Susie? Susie, Susie. down in Amarillo. And John Jimmy. Wait till mm -hmm. Vince is going to call and he's going to, me and Bray Wyatt are going to start a new tag team, Sister Abigail and Susie. Susie should be in a feud, an angle, not feud, an angle with a, Sister Abigail. A brawn panties no. match? Bring it back for old yeah. time's sake. Imaginary brawn pan panties match. I do not want to see you, sir, in a brawn <laughs> panties match. I don't want to see you, period. Nevertheless, in a brawn panties. I want to see you. I just don't want to see you ever. Um, anyway, uh, oh, one thing I didn't mention on the NXT, my era, uh, you know, I don't really ever make mistakes. I never got into what happened with Alistair Black. Alistair Black was walking to the ring, and then Velveteen Dream uh, attacked him from behind, you know what I mean, and, and, and beat him up a little bit, had him tied up, his arms tied up in the rope, slapped, uh, you know, uh, Black a couple times in the face, Velveteen Dream did. And then he got out of the way before he got kicked in the face with the black mask kick, you know. So um, I kind of like this angle. Again, I haven't watched. It's just, it's just. Um, have they been doing stuff together before? I haven't watched in a couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, been... Velveteen Dream comes out. He, his whole thing's like the uh, the say my name. He want. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm asking, sir. Please, please don't, don't, don't patronize me. Don't, don't. And you see what's happening? He just patronized me, bro. Don't. He did. I thought he was going for another ditto moment, but he just patronized you instead. Yeah. Well, now he's getting cocky because he had one non-ditto moment, so now he's acting like he's a friggin' co-host Jones. Okay, sir, I asked you a you simple a question. question. Have they... <laughs> now, are they in... Is there an angle with these two? That's all I'm asking. Oh, yes. Okay, I, I, I haven't watched. I've been watching the Lucha. Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. Is that, is that Ant doing Sin Cara? That's Ant doing Sin Lucha, Lucha, Lucha. <laughs> You, you can do it, too. Lucha, lucha. Lucha, 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 
<laughs> I would love to see some nipples. Anyway, um, so yeah, Velveteen a dream is money. Uh, there's money. I don't think there's a guy in the business with better abs than this guy. Maybe Johnny Mundo, Johnny Morrison over there in uh, uh, Lucha Underground and stuff. Otherwise, I don't know who's got better abs. Whew, this guy's abs are insane. Tony Nice. Uh, uh, maybe Nice is big time muscular, great physique, but I don't know if he's got abs like this guy. This guy is just chiseled. But I like this little angle they got going on with Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. And Velveteen Dream is money. And this is a guy who, remember, he was on that new version of Tough Enough and he was hated. I believe he's the guy who got into some verb, uh, verbal stuff with Hulk Hogan, actually. Hulk basically told him, you know, he needs to change his attitude or something. I think this was the guy, I think. Uh, but. Obviously, things have changed. I actually met him briefly. I, I talked about this. I was doing one of my very rare appearances in, uh, I think I was in Queens or Brooklyn or somewhere, and he was at the appearance. It was a bunch of wrestlers at this big, big uh, convention gimmick. And he came over and introduced himself. Very nice guy. Um, he's money. He's money. He's money. Uh, obviously, Alistair Black is money. I mean, that, that's a foregone conclusion. We know that. But this guy, Velveteen Dream, he's money. He's just, he's different. And he's got the whole Jimi Hendrix feel, that whole throwback, you know, gimmick, you know, but but it, it works. And he's got that it factor. Again, I've praised and put over Alistair Black before. I'm a big fan of Alistair Black, no doubt. But these are the younger talents that are the future of Raw and SmackDown. And we know that, I think, if you really put your brain into it. Um, you know, and what I said earlier, where eh, sometimes some of the wrestlers are kind of working the same way. These are the type of guys I'm talking about. Even though they're excellent in the ring, they look great, they're, they're in the mold, they're, they're fitting the, the part that they're cast for because they're developed in that that, that role. Um, but wait, Alistair Black, I believe, I think he came up in a different system, though. I, I might have just misspoken. Do you know that, Dennis? I don't I don't think he got trained under the system. Uh, I don't believe so either. I'm looking now. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know much about his history, but I'm pretty sure that he came up somewhere else. But the thing is, they're forming guys to work the same style. You can't take Bobby Roode, you can't take Roddy Strong or Bobby Fish or Kyle O'Reilly and change them. It's not going to work. It's just not going to work. It, it, you know, I think they learned their mistakes when they take guys with a lot of experience and try to change them because of guys like me. And what I mean by that is I was a guy that my work style, they wanted to change a little bit and it doesn't work. It's, it's, it, you, you could try. And I tried, I gave my best effort and I wanted to be a team player and I, they were paying me well. And, and I, I didn't want to, you know, not do my job. And you know, I, I'm old school. You pay me to paint the fence white. Well, even though I think the fence should be, you know, off white, you want it white. So I got to paint it white, not off white, you know? So even though I think it look better off white, don't matter. You want it white, you're paying me. That's how I looked at my career there. Um, and I think they learned from people like myself because I was the only one where they try to change your in-ring style and it doesn't really work. Um, I put a little tweaks on you here and there, like with, with Eric Young or Bobby Roode or AJ Styles or stuff, guys that are Samoa Joe, guys with a lot of history that are now in the company flourishing. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, all, all these names that we know. Well, you know, I think that um, I think someone like a Velveteen Dream is a guy who's a piece of clay that they mold, where someone like Bobby Fish 
is already molded, and maybe we've got to make some tweaks. And I think that they'll do well, and they they show a history of that. Like I, I just keep thinking of Bobby Roode. You know, uh, they hadn't changed Bobby that much, you know, and which is great. Fans respect it. New fans think he's new. And they're like, wow, this guy's really good. Yeah, because he's been doing this for quite some time at a high level. <laughs> so, but the thing is, man, you you, you know, it, it's, I think they've learned from guys from my generation that they tried to change, like me, and it failed. The, the in-ring shit, you know. So maybe, uh, you got any info on that, Alistair Black thing, dude? Yeah, he's wrestled all over Europe. Um, I don't know much about I, his history. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to name promotions that are. You can't because we get in trouble. Then. Exactly, but he's yeah, he's over six, seven, eight different promotions all around Europe, and then some in America, Japan. So he's been gotcha. around. That's what I mean. He's been around. This is before WWE, correct? Correct. Yes. <clears throat> so there you go. That's what I'm saying. I was so I misspoke when I said these two two guys. Velveteen Dream, different story. But, you know, so you, you, I think that they're trying to keep that steady thing, like I said earlier. Let's try to get guys in the company that have a good track record of being good workers, good wrestlers for other promotions, and bring them in here and just tweak them to fit our style a little bit and don't go extreme what they did during my time. We're like, no, no, you got to be this way. It's not. There's some gray area. It's not black and white here. That's similar think, to the uh, to the caller that called before when you were talking about how he was he asked if um if you could see a like a like a Lars Sullivan becoming a champion and you were like they take the already the established wrestlers from other promotions because they they're they're not as green and it's a lot like right. that character wise too so there's some similarities there. WWE Front Row, who tweets a lot of stuff at uh, us during the show here, at WWE Front Row on the Twitter says, Patrick, in parentheses, Velveteen Dream, I, I was aware of his name, uh, but you have inside terms, so you have the inside names, uh, wrestled in Maryland, I know that too, MCW Jones, I know all about it, before being on Tough Enough, I'm aware. He looked good at 18, yes, uh, yeah, the guy, I, I know that, but he did not, I don't think he was wrestling that long, and, and just if you are wrestling for a small indie which, like, MCW does an amazing job. Uh, uh, you know, I know Dan, who, who runs the promotion very well. He's a great guy. I've promoted his shows here before, and I'll promote more for him in the future because I like Dan a lot, and I know Dan a long time. Um, the thing is, like, th th that's a small promotion, and I look at someone like that when Vel Velveteen Dream, Patrick, was there and then went to Tough Enough, and he had a little more experience than everybody else because he was in a small independent in Maryland. He's still a piece of clay. He, that's uh, that's not a guy who was a world travel guy working all over the place for seven, eight, seven, eight years. That's that's a different deal. You know what I'm saying? So thank you, WWE Front Row. But I'm just letting you know, like that. That's how I see it. I, just because someone had a, a cup of coffee as an independent wrestler and then they're in WWE doesn't mean that they had this big. They had a history before WWE. To me, that's not a history. You know, when someone has two years in the wrestling business as a wrestler. In my world, you're green as grass. That That's nothing. Because when I had two years in a business, I didn't know jack shit. Okay? Meaning, and most of the guys around me didn't know jack shit. It takes years to learn this business, the psychology behind it, the, the how to actually wrestle a match. The physical shit is easy. It's the mental stuff that gets, it's a mind fuck, and it takes time. So that's when I, when I hear a guy's got two, three years, or a girl's got two, three years, you're green. You are green. I'm sorry. And if that's offensive, then you're offended. Then stay offended. I don't care. But I'm just telling you, 
that you you need you really hone your craft when you're working in front of people or you have the right training. So I don't think it's proper, not proper. I don't think it's uh, fair to compare a guy who worked for a cup of coffee in a small independent to a guy who's worked or a girl who's worked all over the world for several years. So Candice LeRae, for example, right? Let's say she's under a contract to WWE and they bring her in or whatever. This girl is a, a world traveler. This girl has worked for a lot of years. Just so I'm just using her as an example. See, she's not someone who's like she's uh, she's someone who's been around and paid her dues for a lot of years, you know. Uh, and she's very very talented. So I'm just saying, like, they could bring her in and people might think she's brand new, you know. Where like Alexa Bliss, I, again, I don't know a lot of these people's history, but I'm pretty sure Alexa Dennis, check it out if you don't mind looking into it. I I think she kind of came up in their system. You know, I don't know where they discovered her. Maybe she was wrestling somewhere, but I don't, I never, I didn't know of her at all. You know what I mean? I'm just saying that doesn't mean I'm the end all be all, but for my knowledge, I wasn't too familiar with her. You know what I mean? So I got a feeling she came up in this system. Now, Sasha Banks, different story. I know she was wrestling up in, in New England, up in the Boston, uh, you know, Massachusetts and uh, up, up high up in Connecticut area, you know, New England area. She was working and stuff, and I guess WWE discovered her or whatever, you know. Um, Bliss, but, uh, but I'm just Bliss did come up? up. She was signed um, straight to WWE. She did like uh, gymnastics and okay, cool. And stuff like so, that. that's where they found her. Right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So now, okay, so that's what's up. Oh, I'm done. Okay, great. Um, Ditto. That was all. That was. <laughs> uh, I like Susie much better. So, um, <laughs> well, I like you too, Jimmy John. <laughs> it's not Jimmy John. I'm not making heroes and sandwiches here. His oh, name's not Jimmy John. Uh, even even when I revert to the character, my my true inner self still comes out. What food? Yeah. <laughs> what? Wait. What? John What's Jimmy his name again. John Jimmy. John Jimmy. <laughs> That's right. John Jimmy. John Jimmy. His brother. His brother's the heir to the fast food chain. <laughs> I'm enjoying this character too much. Yeah, you do. <laughs> it sounds like something like from back old school saw like Gone with the Wind, the movie from like the 40s, whatever year it was. Yeah, you know? Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett O'Hara, like back in the day. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just just spitballing about some of the wrestlers, the young wrestlers. I, I just think it's. I mean, I think I made my point. I think people get what I said, what I'm saying here. I mean. You might not buy it or believe me or agree with me, and that's fine. Uh, but I know my shit. That's all you got to remember. Okay, so that's the deal. All right, so uh, we're going to go to break in a second. First, I'm going to let you know, before we get on Facebook Live, and we come back from break at Facebook.com slash The Taz Show. Support for The Taz Show comes directly from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I talk about them a lot. They support us. We support them. They understand the home plays a gigantic role in your life and your family, which is what it's all about, let's be honest. And that's why they created something simple and easy called Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you that confidence that you need when it comes to getting a home. No matter if it's your first home, your 10th home, your 20th home, it don't matter. Or if you're trying to, to refinance your existing home loan, they make it very simple. And that's the beauty of Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, that's their credo, that's their moniker. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, and to get started, please go 
to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. All right, we'll be back on the Taz Show here in a second. Sit tight. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. I have like a uh, what's going on? Like a throat issue, something. I guess because I speak for a living, and I get uh, crazy. As I get intense while I'm doing the show. Um, so. On a serious tip, though, I would like to say this. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing reports from last night into today. Um, that Jeff Jarrett um, has entered a rehab facility. So I wish the best best to Jeff, and, and hopefully he gets well here. Uh, Dennis, if you don't mind, um, if you could pull up. I think Mike Johnson actually posted something, too, last night. If you could, just to give Mike credit on that, just read what Mike said. And I saw some reports that 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 he, Jeff Jarrett, was going into a WWE. I mean, WWE does try to embrace people from the industry for substance abuse or alcoholism or whatever it may be. I do know that WWE does a great job of helping those, even if they don't work for the company. They're, they're, they're very good with that. That That is a fact, and that comes directly from Vince. So um, uh, is, what is Mike Johnson reporting on this? Uh, it's loading. Give me a second. Okay, no problem. Um, yeah, it's a shame. You know, um, you know look, Jeff, Jeff's, a, uh, at the end of the day, he's a good guy. Uh, I, he's always been good to me, and I've talked about him a lot. I've had, he's been on the show. He's called the show impromptu. You know, he's, he was in his kitchen making a protein shake, listening to the show one morning, and, and you know, and, he, and you know, I, I got him on the show. I mean, so Jeff, Jeff, uh, no, Jeff's always a good guy. So I, I feel I feel bad of him and his family, and but he'll he'll get healthy and um and he'll get himself straight. And he's an intelligent guy. He's a smart guy, and he'll be back on his feet. But I don't believe in um I don't believe in kicking people when they're down. I don't believe in kicking people, you know, But especially when they're down, you know. So I don't know. I just uh, I, but I don't know. I don't know if he's because I saw some different reports. I don't know if he's in a WWE rehab or if he's just he he. he Put himself in a rehab. What are you seeing there, Dennis? So Mike Johnson has Jeff Jarrett entered himself into an inpatient rehabilitation facility earlier today. This was yesterday, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, PW Insider has been told by the Jarrett family, on behalf of everyone associated with PWInsider.com, we wish Jarrett family the best. But then there are other yeah. reports saying um, that he checked into a uh, that is checked into a rehab facility. That is a WWE sponsored program. And then mm. uh, it says that Vince McMahon's company is a standing offer to any talent who's worked for them in the past to get help on the company's dime. Yeah, yeah it is. And I was just kind of briefly talking about that. And that, and yeah, and that's look. <laughs> um, that That's the, the, the cool shit about Vince McMahon that, you know, that people don't know. 
Um, and Triple H is the same way, and Stephanie's the same way. And I and I've talked about this as an overview view, overview overview before. Easy for me to say. By the way, hello everybody on Facebook Live. I know we're on Facebook right now at facebook.com slash the Tash Show. Thank you guys for jumping on there. Appreciate you. I'll say hello to you. Give me a thumbs up. That's it. But I'll, I'll talk at you guys in a little bit. But just what I was saying saying here was um talking about like WWE and like Vince and the McMahon family. They they wanna trust me. At times, they'll use talent the wrong way. At times, I'll get frustrated with, with some of the creative they put out there as, as a fan. Um, at times, I've been frustrated as an, a talent there, sure. As an announcer there, sure, I have. But, I mean, I did stay there 10 years. I mean, it wasn't just for the money. I, I For the most part, I enjoyed myself a lot. And I knew when you really work internally with them, you really know that how Vince is. It starts with him. And he cares about people from the business. He understands that. This is a very difficult business, especially guys from from Jeff's era, which is from my era, where a lot of guys from my era ended up having uh, a lot of substance abuse issues, no matter if it was alcohol or drugs, um, because the business uh, was, and it still is, very demanding on your body, and it's a, it's no off-season, as I say at nauseum, and it's it's exhausting, and it, 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 it destroys families if you let it. Um, you know, it's very tough on a marriage or a relationship to, to be married to a male or female wrestler or to be engaged to a male or female wrestler. Um, I can't speak for the talent today, but I know a lot of them are on tough schedules, too. I know in my year I was, too, <laughs> and it was tough. But, um, you know, uh, look, Vince knows. He knows and, and his family knows that the business is can be ruthless if you let it eat you up. So for him to uh, offer that, to anybody who's worked for the company or uh, who's had a problem, who has a problem, you know, that 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 to me is, is huge. And it doesn't shock me. And I know it's not new news. Um, I don't know. You just I think you just said anybody who's worked for the company, right? He will pay for it on his dime. Correct. Yeah, I I would bet you and I don't know for a fact, but there's been people who hasn't worked who haven't worked for him uh, for the McMahons and. Um, or, or wrestlers or from the business that maybe had problems or have financial problems and, and they have drug issues or, or alcohol issues. And I bet you he's helped them. He's, I talked about this. He's Vince has always been big into to, to, to the business, to, to respecting the talent. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just telling you, I've heard and out of this man's mouth uh, in, in, and I'm not talking in front of 20 people. I'm talking about on his plane in front of, 10 or 12 people, you know, I, I know I've heard, I've seen what he's done and he don't talk about it. Vince. Um, uh, I'm just telling you like he, he's, you know, the person he is, he's, he's helped a lot of people in the business, a lot of people. And there's been some that never worked for him and I'm not going to name names. I know names, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it, uh, cause that's not my place. That's not my style. Uh, if you're on Facebook, hello, and make sure you share the show, please. Uh, that's the least you guys can do. If you're going to sit here and just, you know, basically get your free lunch like you bastards do every day with me. Hate all of you. You know that. I kid. You know, I'm just joking. I love you guys. I love everything. I love everything in this world. You know that. Um, I know we have to talk a little off the hooks. I know we talked a lot of NXT, the first three segments of the show. Definitely got to get some off the hooks for sure. Um, because we had a call a call yesterday, Dennis, um, where the guy made a very good uh, request for off the hooks next week. It was grind my gears 
and I called it part two. What did I call it? Part, what did I call it? Part douche. Part douche. Yeah, it's French. Um, so some say part du. I say You're part cultured. douche. Yeah, I'm very cultured. <laughs> that goes without fucking saying, bro. We know that. So, yeah, you damn right. Um, yeah, so I think we'll do grind my – we haven't done off the hooks in a couple of weeks. So I think maybe next week, grind my gears. You can call the show. And you have to give your three match mini supercard of basically things that piss you off about people. Uh, you people, no matter what it is. You're at the bank and a guy is online behind you and he's standing very close to you. You know, this is, I'm stooging in front of mine. And it feels like he is like going to hump you. And you turn around and say, hey, motherfucker, back up. You're too close. That kind of thing. You know what I mean? Dennis, you don't seem like the type that likes people in your zone, especially during consumption of food. Well, that is one of the most obvious dangerous about me. I'll, I'll bite fingers to the bone. You get within my zone, I'm taking I'm taking you down to the nub. No doubt you'll put a bone in your mouth in a second. Well, I've been known to, yeah. I mean... What I do in my private time is really none of anyone's business. I'm very happy with semen. So anyway, um, so that's the deal. Uh, so we'll do a little off the hooks next week. I think it's a good topic, right, for next week? Oh, Grind My Gears is a classic. You can't – everybody's yeah. got something to complain about. Oh, of course. And I'm the lead guy. <laughs> can I take the part? <laughs> Dennis, can I do it too? Yes, Seth, you can play along. No problem. You guys grind my gears, Tubby. <laughs> ah, I got to do a little uh, spitball with sports here. Maybe you could do the fancy day and open it, and I'll jump right into it. How about we do that in a three, two, one? Nobody provides wow. wrestling insight quite like that. I got lucky there. He's more than just a wrestling expert. He's breaking down the big game, the X's and O's, giving you the hardball analysis you won't find anywhere else. He's knocking it out of the park. Jeez, did you use enough cliches there? Show presents spitballing with sports. <laughs> Just stick to wrestling. All right. All right. So I mentioned earlier, kill that music. I'm having a headset issue here. That's why. Earbud Jones. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Uh, so, we got the NFL. I said tonight they got a little football game on. The Dolphins, AFC matchup against the Ravens. <sighs> Let's see what happens here. I mean, uh, they're playing in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore is that type of team that can never know. They can bite you on the ass. So, you got to be careful. But the, the Dolphins, uh, they're sitting at 4-2. and two. The Ravens at 3-4. and four. I hope the Ravens win. But we shall see. Uh, we'll get into some football talk here in a little bit, too. I guess we have to do that uh, before I talk about the World Series. Because last night was a crazy game. Uh, crazy game. I guess I got to talk about it. The Dodgers were beating the Astros to go ahead 2-0. But they lost the game. It was tied 5-5. Around the ninth or 10th inning. I fell asleep at the bottom of the ninth. And then it went 11 innings. The Astros won the game 7-6 in Los Angeles. Now it's serious. is tied 1-1. Now they head to Houston. Oh, Lordy B, Astros, very impressive last night. Very, very impressive. You know, really impressive. And, you know, we'll see what happens. I put a little, uh, I put a little, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do you call that? Uh, poll. Oh. We did a little stuff. 
Thank you. Let's got it. Pole. Got it. You go. Pole. Did that last night on the uh, on the Twitter, and uh, I was interested what people thought, um, and that's why uh, this I, I like to interact with you folks. You know that I feel I pride myself on being the most interactive show you're going to get as a wrestling fan. So why not put something out there about baseball? And um, <laughs> and uh, so the poll is interesting. Um, I can't find a poll right now, but I'm looking for it. Um, I put a poll out, like seeing if you care. So I put, are you enjoying hashtag the World Series? This was last night. And the options were, yes, go Dodgers. No, go, I'm sorry, yes, go uh, Dodgers. Yes, go Strohs, like Astros. And the last option was, I don't give a shit. And, well, 61% is, I don't give a shit. So we had over, uh, you know, over like 1,100, 1,200 people vote so far. And 21% said, yes, go Dodgers. 18% said, yes, go Strohs. 61% said, I don't give a shit. Uh, Dennis, did you vote? I did, yes. I voted for the Dodgers because, obviously, the Astros knocked out my Yankees. So, no Dodgers. Yes, yes, yes. So, Larry King uh, TV yesterday. You know Larry King, right? Tales from the so, Crypt. Uh, yeah. Well, he put me over a while back when he had uh, Holly Holm on his show. He did put over the Taz show. Did you know that? I did not know that. Oh, do your homework, Chubby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he put me over because he asked Holly Holm, uh, you know, about my thoughts. Because Taz said that it was a work, the fight with her and, uh, and Ronda Rousey. So, yes, Larry, uh, Larry, I was called Larry Holmes. He's not Larry Holmes. He's Larry King. <laughs> a very big difference there. Um, he basically he, uh, is from Brooklyn. And he said that he has been rooting for the Brooklyn Dodgers since 1942. Therefore, he lives in Los Angeles, and he's a big Los Angeles Dodger fan. And he's been waiting since 1942 for the Dodgers to be in the World Series or something like that. Uh, yo, Larry, I mean, I know you're my boy and all. You're Brooklynite. I got it. And you put over the show on your show, and I respect that. And you're a legend. I got it. But my man, look, they're not the Brooklyn Dodgers. Unless they're playing the Yankees, then they're the Brooklyn Dodgers. They're playing the Houston Astros. Please, stop. Back in the day, this was a National League game. Do you people know that? Do you people know that the uh, Astros used to be in the American League? Hey, Anthony, video producer extraordinaire, you seem like you're an, a sports expert. Did you know that, sir? That the Astros used to play in the National League? Yeah. Is that I did. Who that was back talking? in the cool days. when. Hold on a second. I hear all the voices. Oh. It's the uh, Officer Pimento. Officer Pimento. It's Mr. Pimento and the gang watching oh, over I'll things. I'll let you go. You live with it. Oh, All right, so thanks, Ant, for jumping in. See I'll that, Dennis? That was go. close. Yeah, <laughs> scared yourself. I don't want Pimento on the air. Could you imagine? What the fuck are you in a rage cage? Gotta go. Uh, David Vega, Facebook Live. Talk about side plates, Taz. Ah, well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice shot. Nice shot. Yeah. That's uh, not part of spitball and sports. I would do that, but um, can't make predictions. I was a little, uh, I shit the bed on the TLC. Uh, but anyway, back to the, um, back to what I was talking about. So, look, who's going to win this World Series? Now it's 1-1. I really thought the Dodgers were going to go up two games to nothing. It looked like that was going to happen. Right or wrong, Dennis, did you see some of this game? I watched from the seventh inning on, I want to say. And uh, the Dodgers, Fox had a note that, the Dodgers bullpen was riding like a 25 inning scoreless streak, and they brought their closer in the eighth. And you're like, oh, this is a, you know, they're up two nothing, easy peasy. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, Astros get a run in the eighth, game tying home run in the ninth, and I was like, oh boy. And then I watched the tenth inning, where uh, Altuve and Correa from the Astros went back to back, and I was like, oh jeez. And then the Dodgers Dude, tied Altu- it. Listen, listen, Altuve is the Yankee killer. This guy is yeah. five foot nothing. Dude, he's unbelievable. He's very good. He'll probably be the MVP this year in the American he's League. He's very good. Excuse me. He's very good. He's friggin' awesome. Are you kidding me? Very good. He's re- right now to own a series, he's not doing great. You know that, right? Oh, he's very good. Well, no, he got a little cold because he he was exploded uh, against the Yanks. But right now, yeah, he's... No need to remind me. No, I'm not. I would not do that. I'm a Met fan. That's not my style. Met fans don't do that. What do you mean? Subtle shots? That's not what I do. I'm not like that. Come on now, stop it. Um, no, Altuve. This guy has got to be four foot six. I mean, he's unbelievable. Um, the guy just gets on base. The guy against you guys, he just got on base like at will. I mean, no, no disrespect to the Yankees, but I'm just saying he, he really did. So, like, he was on base all the time. Yeah, I, I'm familiar. Making plays, everything. Five foot two. I, I change his height every time I mention his name. It's unbelievable. Uh, small man Jones. Yeah, no, just the guy is unbelievable. And it's funny, against the, the Yankees, it was like the giant man Aaron Judge was the star for the Yanks, kind of, the big name. And Altuve, over here, was like this type thing. Look, like this. Big guy, little guy. You know what I mean? So, like that. You know what I mean? But different. That's how it was. So Very similar. Okay, breaking down sports like nobody does it. Uh, so that's the deal. And there's a reason for that. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, NFL, I uh, thought that there's a game tonight with the uh, with the Dolphins and the Ravens. Uh, also, there's a, a lot of uh, pretty interesting football games. Um, I have to say, as usual, the NFL's at work, and they set it up that the Patriots will win again. They're playing at home against the Chargers. Um, you know, it's, it's just a layup for them. It's just, but yet my Bills have the Oakland Raiders coming into town. So we have to scratch and claw, and the Jets have to play an 0-3 but they just lost three in a row, I believe, Falcons, right? So the Falcons Correct. are freaking due, and they're playing, <clears throat> playing in Jersey, aren't they? Uh, I'll double check, but I, I think. They, well, I'm, I'm ahead of you, son. They are. Um, but you could confirm it. So the thing is, like, so see, the Jets and the Bills have this ambitious task uh, with these great opponents where in week, what are we, in week eight, I think? And, but yet the Pats have the Chargers. Yeah, that's nice. That's fair. Typical bullshit. I mean, you can only play the schedule you got. Uh, don't make excuses for Brady. Don't. Please, you're better than that. Well, actually, you're not better than that, but don't make excuses. Giants, aren't, Giants aren't losing this week. Mark my words. Well, they want to buy. There you go. Oh, jerk. <laughs> Did you say Cowboys. you are a jerk or you orange jerk? It, it just fits. Anything. Any way you want to put it. Um, the uh, Redskins are playing the Cowboys. Uh, they're playing at RF- RFK. Old school. How's that old school? That's right not there? the name anymore. It's that. Tell Taz that's not it. That's not RFK. Anymore. Nope, nope, that's not. Just like the bridge, they renamed it. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, against the Cowboys, uh, they're playing over there in D.C. or wherever in Virginia, wherever they play. Uh, so it's uh, both teams are three and three. It should be interesting. My Seahawks, my NFC squad, they are at home against the Texans. This is gonna be a good game. AFC NFC matchup right there. Oh no, should be a pretty good uh, NFL uh, Sunday. I think we got going on here. You know what I mean, um, you think we got a shot against the Raiders here, the Bills? What do you think? Oh, I think I actually think you guys will be victorious. 
Is it a really? one? Is it a one o'clock game for Buffalo? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, times go. change? Time change for those guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm battling. I'm scraping, scrapping for anything they're gonna give us. I don't know. The Raiders make me nervous. They just, they, I like, I like Carr. He's a clutch guy. That Thursday night game two weeks ago, wherever it was, unbelievable. Did you see that? It was unbelievable. That was, that was an awesome game. Uh, I he's, just, he's, oh, I didn't yeah. even think they've had ten days off too. Uh, it, that, yeah, that might be, that might be the game of the week. What the Bills and the Raiders? Two very good teams. I don't think it's a game of the week, but we'll see. Tied for first. I'm just East, that, man. No, I know. Wait, are we still first? I, I'm not looking anymore because the Patriots are starting to get hot now. So I'm trying to ignore it. You know, I don't. I know. I, I get nervous. I don't want to. Because then I get mad and I come on the air and I start ripping the Patriots. And I don't want to be like that. That's not me. I'm better than that. <laughs> well, no one's better than I'll tell you that. My, my my crew, my my fans, my friends, my family at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. They understand, guys. That's why they support the show and we support them. They understand how big of a role that the home plays in your life and your family. That's why they created something great, simple, and easy like Rocket Mortgage. And Rocket Mortgage gives you the confidence you need when it comes to buying a home or refinancing your existing home loan. And Dennis, it's simple. Now, I know you're not a homeowner, correct? That is correct. But you will be soon because of Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I've heard. Got it wrong. Yeah. So that will happen for you someday, sir, soon. And you will use Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, whether you're looking to buy your first home, like the Lumberjack Dennis Jones, or you're looking on your 10th home. I'm on my 35th home right now. So with Rocket Mortgage, you get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence you need to make an informed, smart, safe decision for you and your family. No doubt about it. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Apply simply, understand fully, mortgage confidently, and to get started, make sure you please go to rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. That's rocketmortgage.com slash TAZ. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states. NMLS, consumeraccess.org, number 3030. You're damn right. There you have it. Uh, so let me look at Facebook Live, some of the slunkers that are on there, because they're running amok. Everyone's going crazy. They're all, they're all, they love me. They love the Taz show. They love the free lunch. Oh, well, you're going to talk about NXT. I did that for three segments. Please go back and look. Um, what do we got here? Rick Scott. One hour shows from now on? Question mark. Oh, Rick, this was two hours. <laughs> yeah, Rick, do the math, talking? man. We, we went on the air at 8 a.m. We're on a cusp of ending soon. It's, it's almost 10 a.m. I'm still going. Full throttle. Uh, Michael Finley, because the chim gimmick chat is dead, LOL. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's dead. We're working on that. There's some technical issues. Um, I don't know. I, I feel my blood pressure starting to get a little, you know what I mean? That's, I'm starting to get to that. You know how I get sometimes. <laughs> sing your, uh, sing your needles and pins song, please. <sighs> starting to get that, uh, <sighs> Gary Casey, Facebook Live, talk about cigars, Taz, all caps. Well, what does that mean? You don't want to hear about cigars? A lot of people loved my cigar chatter yesterday. It was impromptu. I had several callers that were great callers that called the show that, that were cigar aficionados like yours truly. And we talked some, some smokes and some sticks. We had fun. And a lot of you people liked it, even though people that don't smoke cigars. Dennis, like you, you, sir, are missing the boat. And I'm going to tell you why, my friend. Can I use that term extremely loosely? But this is the thing. I'm telling you, you're missing the boat, big boy. Okay? okay? You should be a cigar smoker. You really should. 
Uh, let me finish. Don't open your trap all the time. Just keep your mouth closed for just a minute. You're always yapping. Okay? Here's the thing. You look the part of a cigar smoker of this day and age. Bearded Jones, maybe 5, 10 pounds overweight. Thank you. That was generous. And a big eater. And you also like adult beverages. So these all play into what you should be doing after you eat and have a alcohol-filled drink. You should have one cigar. Okay, now you are not, uh, your palate is used to carbs, fat, and sodium. And your palate needs to get used to nicotine. Now, that's a bad habit. I know that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's probably not good to do. But uh, as your friend, I'm telling you, you should smoke a cigar sometimes because you look like a man's man. And that's what men do. They smoke cigars, kind of, some men. Um, does, it, does it define a man? We know that. If you would like to learn the nuances, I can help you. And you'll be more of a, more of a, more of a uh, what's the word, not defined, um, refined Cultured, man. Refined, yes. Culture. You're missing that part. I'm missing a lot of parts, but I got to start somewhere, and why not cigars? I have, well, anything I have an unhealthy, anything unhealthy is usually up your alley. I heard cigars are great with steaks. Ooh. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we all know I'm a fan yeah. of steaks. Well, it's, listen, the thing with cigars, so I know there's a lot of people out there that never smoke cigars. The thing with cigars is you're not inhaling the smoke, okay? So that's the first thing. You're like Clinton. You didn't inhale. Show my age. That's the first thing. You're not inhaling the smoke. So that's the big thing, right? <laughs> you, you, you puff, puff Jones. And you're not, you know, I don't suggest smoking cigars every day. That I know I don't. I smoke maybe one a week, one every two weeks. I but I have. Can I, can I stop you first? Do you hear that in the background here? Yeah. What is that? Let me just be quiet. There, now it stopped. The, like the fire, siren. The fire oh, no, alarm no, is legitimately going off. That happened once before when myself and the captain, I don't remember him, um, we were doing a show. Buy a hat. Hold on, let me open the door. It's a fire drill. Shut up. I wish I was there right now because I would enter the stairway and I would run through this construction. Oh, you could hear that? Smoking a cigar. Yeah, I would. I didn't know you. La, did la, la, fire drill, smoke cigars. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> puff, 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 puff. Put oh, it yeah, out yeah. on his shirt. I'm a fire marshal. Are you marshal. supposed to leave now? Is this how the show's going to end? This is perfect at 10 a.m. Uh, show's got to end, guys. Uh, Dennis and Anthony's got a fire drill. Pat McGroin, he's uh, doing a call screen. He probably ran out crying already. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hate fire drills. I was in fifth grade. I got ran over by a bus. Stop it, Pat. <laughs> Stop. Okay? That's where that club leg came from. He told you that in confidence. <laughs> Unbelievable. Fire drill, Jones. <laughs> Don't leave, Dennis. Be a rebel. I'm over here trying to teach you how to be a man. Fact, smoke I'm going to close the door and turn the recording light off so nobody knows I'm in here. You should, don't, don't, they don't know you're in there anyway. Don't worry about it. Adam Etchenberger on Facebook Live. Mr. Pimento has a hibachi grill in his office. That's funny. Uh, 
He's not in the fire. Is that oh, true? damn it, I'm trying to make some chicken teriyaki. You motherfuckers! <laughs> Justin Johnson, Facebook Live. Ant's off assignment. Yes, he's back from assignment. Ant, you're back, right? Did you run out for the fire drill? You're good? No, I, I don't... I don't believe in fire drills. I just believe, like, hey, whatever happens, happens. We're, we're going to be right. gone in two weeks. What do we have to drill? I, 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 that's true. We're moving. We're out. We're gone. We're yeah, gone we're shortly. What are they drilling? I mean, Hell no. I won't go. <laughs> oh, just don't leave. Just don't. What are they going to do? Please don't do go. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. I don't know what this wow. guy's saying now. Well, let me let me hear it. Oh, Did he just say thank you, cooperation, and your fucking patience? Is that what he just said? Verbatim. I love it. That's now New I'm not York going. City for you. Thanks for your cooperation and your fucking cooperation, or whatever you said. Conversational yeah, officer, the fire marshal. I don't believe in fire drills in big buildings. Um, I think smaller buildings are safer. People are walking by. You, Dennis, are like, I, I want to go with you. I got to be honest. There's a little bit of panic on their faces. It might not be a fire drill. It might be the real deal. What's the real deal? A real fire? It smells like bacon. Dennis, listen to me. Bro, you right now, Dennis, look at me. Eyes here. Dennis, you have a chance to be a fucking star right now, bro. You go down with the ship right now. You go down to blaze of glory, literally blaze. You go down, you will be a legend. Yeah, you might not survive, but you'll be a legend in the radio business and the video streaming business. I will make sure of that, my friend. I'm anchored in. I'm here for the long haul. Don't you dare leave. We're doomed. If As you exit the fire drill area, you will get complimentary donuts. Dennis will be like, Choo! Yeah, I'm long gone. <laughs> if I hear that, if I hear that, see you later. Pat Where is Seth? Th- where's Seth throwing the fire drill, bro? That's what I want to know. I'm at the bottom already. I ate my quinoa, so I'm already at the bottom. Took the stairs, no problem. Dennis 44 floors. Dennis thinks he's. Dennis thinks he's tough. He's gonna stay in there because he's friends with Taz. <laughs> I guess we gotta let uh, this end, so there's no problem with you guys. So I'm not going down I, there anyway. I, I don't just, well, no, I mean, it seems like the announcements are gone. Right. As long as the guy's not talking, fire drill's over as far as I'm concerned. You're not, dude, as soon as this show ends, you are going to run out of there. No. I got it. I got I got stuff to do. You sound, I have stuff to do. What's going on in that chatter? I hear some chatter. What's going on there? Oh, there's a hullabaloo in the hallway. What the Turn the camera. I need to see some people. Oh, look at that shot. Oh, look at Ant. There's no bro, there's no panic at all. No one's even moving. I'm looking at the shot. There's nobody even walking by. That's because everybody's gone. We're the last ones here. Hey. Alright, well maybe we should end the show. It might be well, safety I, first. There's some I hear some commotion coming down the hallway. Oh. <laughs> was, was that it? It just ran by, bro. <laughs> uh, I guess all right, well, uh, I guess that's the show. All right, well, that's the Taz show. Uh, yeah, uh, kind of impromptu ending. Live, live. This is what happens. It's a fire drill, and people are running around. Maybe Dennis and Anthony will be back next week. There might not be a show tomorrow, though, um, for real. Now, because the studio's burnt down. But um, uh, but we shall see. Keep posting. Either way, we'll be back live on Monday. Either way. 
Uh, but look, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks, everybody, who interacted with the show on Facebook or Twitter or on the phone. Much love. Appreciate it. Much love. That's my new gimmick. All right, guys. Look, appreciate you. Uh, enjoy yourself. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for the support. Talk to you guys soon. Be good. To be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I want to go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page. But these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid. Now, I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at, so go and pour another drink just to get away, we gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay, I'm hoping.